Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chef's Meal, where we talk about whatever and never and everything else in between. Rush hour in the building. What's up? Welcome to the Chef's Meal. My name is Casey. Yeah, I'm Sean, and we're two chefs going about our lives one fish play at a time. Now, we talk about whatever and never and everything else in between. Now, Sean... Here, here's a here's a, a a nice little question for you, and I think you you get a crack out of this. What is your least favorite chore? No, God, please, no, no. <sighs> at home, at home, not at not at work, because sure. at work is something. yeah. I mean, and I say that because you have a kid. Responsibilities. My yeah. least favorite chore is cleaning out the cat box. <laughs> By far. Why is that, Sean? <laughs> All right, man. Um, now I know that, like, you know, we got a community of people that like cats, and um, <laughs> um, I, I'm in the cat business uh, by by marriage and obligation alone. I mean, no, I like our cat. Our cat is cool. She she she's she does her thing, but um, yeah, like, I didn't grow up with cats. You know, I had had dogs, and you know, you walk them outside, and uh, generally, them pooping in in um inside your house is an unfortunate accident and mm. not a stark reality <laughs> so <laughs> i mean here's the thing it's like i hate to do it but i love that i do it you know because it's, like, uh, it's just because uh, you like immediately refresh your place got it got it got it you know and it's like look man um the cast the cat like you know she you know we chose to bring her to live with us in these circumstances, right? Like mm. the cats outside, scratching and clawing and fucking up some shit outside. Like <laughs> you know, they they you know they poop and bury it. You know they don't want a predator to roll up on them. You know, smell their pee and be like, ah, oh, there's a cat over here. I gotta eat it. You know, we we choose to you know make a life um, for the cat in the way that we do here. So yeah, man, it's. Number one with a bullet is cleaning that cat. Uh, Nani? That, that kitty litter. Now, have you ever considered getting the little magic sweeper thingy that wow. insta-cleans your cat's litter to begin with? So, see, that's that's funny that you mentioned it, too. So, obviously, um, we are in the process of moving. Or by the time you guys have heard this, we've already moved into our new place. And we're mm. looking into, like, new... Wow kitty litter solutions because yeah. you know for a few different reasons it's like the layout of the new place is going to be such that there isn't going to be the equivalent of the alcove that we have the kitty litter box in right now mm-hmm. so you know keeping it neat and tidy and relatively exposed is something that like we're going to have to figure out so yeah like those automatic cleaners are t- it's 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 on my Amazon wish list. Got it, got it. Because it's, it's like you know trying to deal with that, you know those realities, you know are crazy. Yeah, my mother has that um, the one that looks like a bullet and it has like a little um, enclosing and it has a little opening. It's like like a circle, and it like it it's not swooshes, but when once the cat is done, it'll kind of turn in itself and it will repurpose and then it will get rid of the, the litter into a separate container. All she has to do is literally take one of the, the drawers out already packed and bagged. You don't have to smell it. I mean, it will still smell because it's cat litter, right. but it's already bagged and then you just dispose of it and just keep refilling the, um, the litter, the fresh litter 
on top, and it's it, it's efficient as hell. But it's like I think it's a buck twenty. I mean, look, uh, a buck but hey, it gives you. Uh, it's, it yeah. would be well worth the peace of mind. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, having to get down and do it, you know, manually. Like honestly, when um when my wife was pregnant, like you know, you got to be really careful about coming in uh, contact with like cat urine and litter and the mm. such. And you feel like it's like toxoplasmosis is like what you could expose, you know, your yourself and your 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 growing baby to. So definitely during that time, like cleaning up the cat litter was all me. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, if I could automate that to some degree, It'll make your life better. Yeah, yeah. Because again, it's like. There's been times where I go to someone else's house, and like there's like they have a cat you wouldn't even know, but like. With us, it's just like, yeah, litter fresh, all good. And then, you know, a day or two, you come in, you're just like, oh, my God, we have eight cats. <laughs> and it's only just the one, and she's just chilling, you know? So, yeah, that is definitely something to uh, look forward to. And also, you know, just to kind of rock it differently, because, like, now the baby is on the ground and more mobile, and I will uh, lose my entire essence oh, yeah. if I see the baby with a handful of litter. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. Yeah, likewise. All right. So today's meal is presented to you by portable industrial air conditioners. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, Sean? Huh. Oh, boy. So, um. We had um, an issue at our restaurant where uh, the air conditioning unit um, for the back of the house, the kitchen area, wasn't working. So Mm -hmm. we called out a vendor to kind of give us an estimate on what is going wrong. And, you know, they make their way to the roof and they do their assessment. And it turns out that the condenser for the return air is not working. So um, if you don't know what that is supposed to do is, I mean, obviously uh, restaurants have a lot of um, heating elements and specifically high heating elements. The grill is, you know, a couple hundred degrees. You got ovens at 350, 375, 500 degrees. You got steamers and, you know, uh, 12 burner saute range and fryers and soup kettles and all these things are producing a lot of heat and the most efficient way to keep um that area cool is to suck the heat out and then force it through a condenser and what a condenser does is um it forces air uh at high speeds through like um a cooling element or like like usually like Mm. copper or um like like freon kind of like an air conditioner Right. Yeah. And it then returns it back to the kitchen or, you know, the area cooler than it was before. And if you do this enough, it's going to condition the air. I mean, it's kind of like in your car, you might realize you have like um, an air conditioning button and that works. And you have a max air conditioning button. And Mm. when you press the max air conditioning button, it kind of turns one of the fans uh, that usually points toward your feet and reverses it so that it yeah. sucks the cold air, uh, a cooler air, back um, into the car and cools down the car significantly cooler. And uh, yeah, ours is not working. So normally where um, the temperature would somewhere hover about 85 degrees, 
um, the ambient temperature was reporting at like 91 or 94. Mm. And I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but the reality is like that meant that temperatures in like some of the hottest places of the kitchen were probably getting closer to like 105, 110 degrees. And um, exposure to that kind of heat um, over a prolonged amount of time is not is not good. No, it's not um, good. No, not good at all. I mean, we're everyone's like burning through water. I mean, I had to break out like the chef chef capri shorts. (laughs) I mean, seriously, you know, you know, everyone was down to you know the minimal amount of protective clothing as possible to kind of get things done. And um, so we have a vendor come out and they kind of give us our assessment and they're like, "All right, cool. Here's the issues." And we're like, "Can you fix it?" And they're just like, "Not today, because it's the weekend." <laughs> you know, like, we gotta get we gotta get these parts. So um what we had to do in the interim was um rent these two giant industrial portable air conditioners and uh man those bad boys were running all day trying their best trying to like make sixty five degree cool air. But again, like it's not exactly working like <laughs> the return air would, you know? So all what's happening is like, it's making cool air, but I kind of feel like the way that they were positioned, they're making cool air that is immediately going toward the floor. (laughs) And then the hot air that is being produced is more of it's being produced. is kind of like sitting there in like a pressure pocket. Wow. So, if you weren't standing directly in the path of one of these air conditioning units, like you probably wouldn't even notice that it was working, but it was, I mean, but it, but it was cause you know, if you turned it off, like the ambient temperature would shoot back up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof, this weekend was definitely brought to you no! by portable no! air conditioning <laughs> units. <laughs> yeah. It's a little rough. I'm, I'm trying to get the, the vendors that there, there's supposedly a vendor, the vendor supposed to come today to get it fixed. And when I come back to work in a few hours, uh, they should be up in uh, or at least working on it to get that situated all together. But more importantly, though, we're going into Shots that Tuesday. <laughs> Sean Stack Tuesday. Now, Sean, we last week we we talked about the the release, or rather the anniversary of the Sega Mega Drive, or AKA Genesis. What do we have for this week? So uh, you're gonna still feel old, but not as old. Um, this week in particular um, is the 20th anniversary of the release of the Sega Dreamcast, and I know we did video games. Um, you know, uh, last last time, and we're gonna do it again. Mm. But I feel like uh, this console in particular is one of my favorite consoles of all time. Um, oh, yeah. For for a few reasons. Um, so I'm a little bit older than Casey. So I graduated high school, uh, summer of 2099, and mm. um, my graduation present to myself was an import Sega Dreamcast. So oh, they wow. had it had come out in Japan in November of ninety eight. And uh-huh. when they I think I, I wanna say that it might have been the equivalent of like 
$300, you know, Japanese, if you were, like, buying one in Japan. But yeah, the few yeah, yeah. consoles that did make it across, you know, across the uh, oceans and into import game shops in um, the New York City area were charging, like, 700 bucks for them. Now, I oh, definitely wow. could not afford that. But um, by the time that summer had come around, they some of the import shops were um, had them down to, like, 200, $250. So I got one then. Mm. And um, I was amazed at the time by the graphics that that little white machine was uh, oh, yeah. was producing. I mean, it was like clearly a step better than the PlayStation and the N sixty four. Had four controllers. Like the sound was amazing um, at the time some of the big arcade games were using the same hardware that the Dreamcast had inside it. So you were getting real arcade ports, like, you know, no sacrifices, you know? Um, No, it was like, no, this is exactly the same game. And yeah, yeah, man, to have that, you know, as a, as a, as a gamer then, as a gamer now, man, um, the Dreamcast was, was definitely something. Oh, the Dreamcast is insane. Like looking at the specs on, I and mean, here's here's the funny thing. So we when we were talking about last week on the Genesis or the Mega Drive, where it was running at sixty megahertz. The CPU on the Dreamcast, and this will this will be a little sound to you. It runs at thirty two bit, two hundred megahertz, at sixteen megabits of RAM. Yeah, yeah. yeah again, that's um, that's like a. That's like an SD card, like a like a low end SD card nowadays, right? Yeah, and again, it's like what they were able to pull off at the time um, was really really impressive. And uh, a weird tech tip: so the graphics hardware provided by uh, for the Dreamcast was from this company called Power VR, if mm. I'm not mistaken. And what they were able to do, um, as far as like graphics prowess uh and efficiency in such a small box i feel like Nani? they and they they eventually get the 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 contract to do the graphics for like the first iphone if i'm not mistaken this oh, yeah? is just me shooting off the top of my head so if i'm wrong man hit me up in the comments but i'm pretty <laughs> i'm i'm 85 sure that that is the truth it's just you know, when you're designing, um, especially back then, you're designing uh, graphics hardware for a phone, like battery technology hadn't caught up to where it is right now. So you had to be super, super efficient about like drawing power because no one wants a phone that's fast that dies really quickly, mm-hmm. you know, and what that company had proved with the Sega Dreamcast is like, no, you don't need a big uh footprint in terms of chip size to produce like fast graphics and um i feel like the you know the iphone obviously comes out a little bit more than 10 years later but some of the techniques Mm. they had provided um sega way back when you know kind of scale up and you know now are part of the um you know the graphics infrastructure for some of the phones and uh computing devices that we still use today yeah, no, I can actually confirm with you, Sean. Uh, the first gen Power VR did the graphics all the way up to the seven. 
Okay, see, all right, and so then, hey, yeah, shout yeah. out to me. Like, I, I didn't know how far they took Hell it because yeah, I know, yo, like, damn. eventually, like, Apple, you know, they smartened up. Well, I don't say they smartened up, but, uh, you know, they didn't want to have to continue to pay uh, that company, you know, licensing for their graphic stuff. And I believe now they mm. all just do it all in house, you know, yeah, with their Apple. A10, A11 chipset or whatever have you. But way back when, you know, you, 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 you know, you would license graphics hardware out yeah wow shout out to you sean damn son yeah man it's crazy so yeah dreamcast uh was was really cool for a lot of different reasons um it was the first console to release in the united states at the very least that had a modem built in for online play um they had an additional broadband adapter that you could plug in if you had a high-speed internet way back when it had a web browser. Um, like I said, it had four controller ports. It had a cool mm-hmm. memory card device called the VMU, which um, you could snap in and out of the controller. And um, you could save your games to it. You could save games to it. So it had its own like games that you could play independently. And um, when the VMU was inside the controller, it had a little, the controller had like a little window and you could see the screen on the VMU and um, it might provide um, discrete gameplay elements for um, the individual player. So imagine you're playing like a football game and, you know, it's kind of the issue now, let's say if you're playing Madden um, with someone who's on the couch with you. They can see what play you're picking. (laughs) You know, there's like, oh, you can, you're gonna, that guy's gonna throw it long on the next play. I should probably make a defense that um, Mm -hmm. can counter that. Doesn't mean they're gonna be successful, but at least they have a, you know, a heads up on what you're about to do. But Mm -hmm. um, back then, they used to have it so that like you'd select your 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 plays on um, the little screen in the controller. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's one way that um, Sega at the time was looking to innovate, you know, in the ways that they that they could. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, the Dreamcast didn't live as long of a life as it could have. Like I feel like mm-hmm. um only 3 years. Yeah, yeah, like the PlayStation, yeah, it went from 98 in Japan to 2001. Mm-hmm. Um and uh at the time like the PlayStation 2 was going to come out and that was clearly the machine that everyone was waiting for. Yeah. But I think the the people that did um, get a Dreamcast, you know, they they know how special it is, and um, in a lot of different ways, I feel like the Dreamcast is the successor to um, the Xbox and the legacy going forward from there. All right, everyone, close your eyes. <laughs> Yeah, you got to close your eyes. You, you, uh, okay, I'm closing my eyes okay, right now. I'm sorry. Perfect, I'm sorry. Perfect. I'm sorry. Okay. It's a moonlit night, and you hear a flute in the distance. Okay. You hear a trickle of water from a nearby stream. Oh, wow. Okay. I got it. The wind is rustling. You can kind of feel the blades of grass through your feet. Are they tickling your toes? I feel like Shift your weight to your left and you feel the cold steel of your katana on your right hip. You see an opponent in the distance. Oh. 
or what you perceive is an opponent. You draw your blade, and you slice through a bamboo, uh, shoot, and it slides off super slowly. There was never an opponent. Welcome to the Vanguard. <laughs> that was a uh, that was visceral, Sean. That was that was nice. Now the Zengard and it's actually I actually want to go through the the releases for this year, and I think we should we should reoccur this all all the time during this time of the year because there's a lot, especially in games, and I'm really excited about quite a few things. Now just kind of rifling through, and I don't want to kind of fall into just one little hut, but I will do special mentions now on, in September, or usually September, October, November. These are the biggest. This is the biggest games and the biggest uh, household titles that get released before, um, you know, Black Friday so they can maximize in sales. So in September, Warsaw will be coming out. Uh, Monster Hunter World. I know it's pretty big in Japan. Iceborne, the, the Iceborne uh, X-Pack is coming out. Uh, NBA 2K20 for everything else. Gears 5, which I'm kind of excited, but I'm not going to get because I don't have uh, an Xbox. Uh, Borderlands 3 which i'm totally i already have it pre-ordered it's at it's 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 gonna happen uh nhl 20 it's on it also and dragon quest uh 11 for the switch and fifa 20 all in september and then october is the the bigger household names where we have uh destiny 2 shadow keep will be coming out uh ghost recon which they still keep on making games i don't i don't even know why because i and i mean i know a lot of gamers they don't really play Ghost Recon, so I don't know why they still make it, but whatever. Who am I to say? Um, the Witcher 3, the complete edition, uh, it will be available on Switch October 15. Uh, the Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel, WWE 2K20, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, a little late, uh, a little late release on October 25, and uh, Luigi's Mansion on for the Switch also. And then November, just a, a quick little thing. Just Dance 2020, Sean. We're going to get a dance on. Yeah, uh, Death is they Stranding. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. They still make games, yo. I, and maybe, I don't know if you can see the the platforms that they're releasing on, but like Just Dance still comes out for the original Wii every year. Yeah. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, Wii, right. and Stadia. That's, that's all. It's insane. It's that's insane. Like, yeah. I mean, like, low-key, yeah. I feel like the Nintendo Wii might have, like, one of, like, the longest active platforms ever. <laughs> they do. It's it's nuts, like, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an old folks home somewhere where they're getting down. <laughs> like, I don't... They're just wow. playing tennis. They're just yeah, like, yes, fucking do it. bowling and just dance. I mean, yeah, man. I'm sure yeah, that's old, like the things if for Old Town Road is not on that. <laughs> lost their minds, like oh my like god, a box just a picture of yeah, yeah, yeah. And, cowboy hat. Uh, and then the biggest, the biggest release for November, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, November fifteenth. That'll be in, and then one of the the most, um, not really the most uh, rated game, but the most uh, hype around it is the star wars jedi fallen order will be released on november 15th also so that is the the big review in games or the the release in games brought to you by the zen garden but uh now i've mentioned this to sean and i'm pretty sure it's the same thing or rather you would you already had uh, i've moved 
But what is your 20 minutes, Sean, after after this week? Unpacking all those boxes. Yeah, <laughs> it. We, we ain't doing nothing else. We ain't doing nothing else but uh, uh, unpacking those boxes and uh, trying to make sense of the new space. That's it. Like, I, I can't imagine, again, we're kind of recording this, uh, uh, you know, a little ahead of, ahead of time, but I can't mm. imagine we're doing anything else but. Yeah, it's uh it's going to be a lot of boxes. And I'll, I'll actually still be on the road. This will be like my return home mm-hmm. uh, when this episode airs. So at least for the time being, hopefully, when I mention none of my limbs will be out and about and scattered it, for my <laughs> for my family members to find. <laughs> ten fingers, ten toes, my brother. That's what you left with. That's what you need to come back with. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, can come yeah. back with more tattoos. I, like that's cool. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah, you gotta come back with everything you left with. Heard, 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 heard. I'm actually gonna get Sean something when I get to Portland because that's what Sean said. That's it, and man. Portland's gonna be cool as hell, man. I can't wait. Oh my god. Yes. Again, it's one it's of the few so sweet. In, uh, the West Coast that I've yet to go to that I want to check out. Yeah. No, definitely. Now, Sean, do you have one final tip yeah. of the day? Look at all those chickens. It's, it's the most important tip. Uh, you got to hydrate. Oh. <laughs> Drink your water. <laughs> I mean, look, obviously, this week was brought to you by portable air conditioners, and we're talking about air hey. compressors and all sorts of efficiencies and tech and whatever have you. Drink water, man. Like, you have to. You, you just need yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's never more important than in the summer, but it's deprioritized all the time. It's everywhere. You know, if you're fortunate, um, just drink it. Just drink it. Yeah. If you need to flavor it, uh, go on about your business. Uh, but uh, just drink your water, please. Word. I went through four gallons yesterday. I believe it. I mean, we were like... Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We all did. We all did. It was... Oof, oof. And, it, and again, like even at the end of the night... Um, when we turned off everything, it was still like eighty six degrees. Like, yeah, it just was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. So, how hot it was. So, shout out to everyone who um, who made it through those last couple of days with us. For real, for real. Um, the dishwashers, because uh, when you have all that like heat and water, like it was just a rainforest over there. You know, yeah. Even the GM, you know, she she got in there and was helping out those guys because, like, it was just, it was a lot. It was a lot. So it was a lot. It was quite a bit. Drink, you know, drink your water, please. <laughs> stay hydrate. Hi- stay hydrated, man. All times yeah. of year, you know, it's it, it it's it's what you need. Mm-hmm. It's what you need. It's it's in it's in the zone, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> like I mentioned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shove Meals airs every Tuesday with Sean and myself. And Thursdays, we're interview other podcasters. So if you haven't already, there's two segments into the show. Uh, Tuesday with Sean and I, and then Thursdays where I talk to other ones. And they, they get pretty wily, Sean. And um, it, it's interesting uh, how talking to different people uh, give you a perspective. It's, I, I only focus on food. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, how do you eat? What do you eat? Why do you eat? And then I kind of shared them the tips and tricks that we have in the in the restaurant sure. and actually what goes in their food. And they're like, what? Yeah, it's it's super fun. But anyway, you can find all that stuff and extras and patreon.com slash pork and wine. You can find all the extra tidbits that you cannot get anywhere else. 
yeah, if you like what you've been listening to, just uh, continue to tune in, share, like, and subscribe to Pod, and support us in our growing community. So hit us up with any comments and suggestions about anything. Definitely How? about food. I mean, I know we talked about yeah. video games like two weeks in a row, and I, trust me, I could talk about video games every single week. But um, mm-hmm. no, nah, hit us up. Talk, uh, you know, ask us about food. Ask us about tech. Ask us about anything. And um, the links to our socials and emails are in the links below. So, boom, 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 right below, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get to talking. There's nothing better than actual feedback. So, the, for the other few people that emailed us back a, a couple of weeks ago uh we thank you we appreciate you but other than that we'll catch you in the next one all right till next time peace out and then.